0: and so get this stuff with my dad. He's okay. They don't want to get a nasty tweet
1: from Donald Trump. I wish he'd stay off Twitter. I don't care. I don't care anymore. Either, well, either way. Why are you here? You're supposed to be asleep. I am here determined.
2: This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty.
3: Live from Studio C, a dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. I don't know why I'm accenting my uh, consonants the way I am. <laughs> I guess that's what you do in times of uh, serious times.
4: Well, stop it. <laughs>
3: And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager.
4: Vladimir Putin, apparently. Okay. Oh, my.
3: <laughs> so this morning, during the pre-show meeting, which happens right before the show. I think
4: perfect time for yes. it. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Joe's orders for the entire staff was, let's bring the people joy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's replaced my previous and slightly more negative, let's try not to suck. <laughs> Let's bring the people joy. That's today. right. <laughs> <laughs> and if we fail to bring you joy this morning, your money back. So that's
3: what we will try to do: is bring you joy, and boy,
4: and we'll try not to betray the country. So uh, Marshall was
3: talking to me before uh, before we started yep. about how exhausted he is by the news cycle, and <laughs> yes. and so a couple of weeks ago, yep. and I wish I had done this on the air because it would have been uh, good. Looking forward as opposed back, but I had seen some journalists. I don't remember who it was. Brian Williams, somebody say the next two weeks are going to be crazy here's what's on the schedule and they put it on the screen and it was supreme court nomination and all that sort of stuff Mm. it was the nato meeting it was the putin meeting it was the very very a bunch of different things that have all happened and and i thought wow that is quite a bit now that we've gone through it Mm. that is a lot yeah that is a lot the supreme court nomination seems like it was months ago uh it was last monday right the I indictment saw, uh, seems like it was weeks ago. That was yeah. Friday.
4: I saw a, a piece about uh, Roe versus Wade being overturned and Kavanaugh and the threat, and I thought... Nobody cares about that anymore. It's That's not. so over, right? Please, we're going to fight it with everything we have. This will be the greatest battle last of our lives. Tuesday. No, that was last don't. Tuesday. It was a week ago today, <laughs> right?
3: It seems like it was months ago. I know. It's crazy. Yeah. What is this? And I, so I was talking to an, uh, a veteran news journalist yesterday about what is how is this going to play out? Because the human mind, we, we emotionally, we just won't. We won't. Right. We won't pay attention to this. Certainly, the millennial generation at some point is just going to tune out, aren't they? I'm tuning out. (laughs) I do this for a living, but at at some point, you just can't keep up your. You can't invest emotional energy that much emotional energy into everything all the time. You can't have your hair on fire every day. That's another way to put it. So at some point, everything just becomes a nothing. Even big deals. I suppose you roll your eyes at everything. That's not good. Uh, Probably not. But it's just it's a natural reaction. People who grow up in really chaotic, awful lives, they get used to it. Right. We're built to adapt to that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Becomes their comfort zone. Yeah. I don't know. It's uh, weird. It's not
4: my comfort zone yet. <laughs> I hope it doesn't become
3: that way. Oh, my God. It's just been crazy. Are we done, though, for a little while? I mean, there's a fallout from Trump yesterday. What? There's nothing on the calendar I don't think Does for a little while. Does it
4: matter? till the midterm election. Please. I predict by 10 o'clock today something completely outrageous will happen. Somebody 10 a.m. I'm thinking the next yeah. possible
3: big thing that everybody talks about is somebody surprising resigning. Oh, yeah. Yep.
4: Mm. As a show. That could happen. Somebody within the administration? Coates, the, the DNI, director of national intelligence. I don't know. Did you see the president's tweet on the way back home? He has complete confidence. He yeah. loves them. Yeah. Oh, ben coach? are you kidding? We're buddies.
3: Anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers, probably conspiring with Russians. How are you this morning, Michael?
0: I'm doing good. I'm like Marshall, though. I'm kind of beaten down by the news cycle. It's only Tuesday, too. We just started the week. Yeah, no, you know, It was just yesterday.
3: We but... did one four-hour show. It yeah, does but... seem like Thursday. I
4: asked Judy yesterday afternoon, what day is today? She said it's Monday. Oh man, that
0: can't
3: yeah. be! Really?
0: Wow,
4: I've <laughs> really? lived two two and a half days already this
3: week. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
2: Doing very well, and uh, I am generally a, a happy, good attitude guy. But there is one thing that happens on a semi regularly basis that just absolutely just it's like walking around in wet socks for me, and it's when I <laughs> walking I, around in wet socks. I, I am I am team tea. I don't drink coffee. I'm a I I am a a tea drinker, and when the tea bag, I like most cat owners. Mm, I don't have time for this right now. When the tea bag falls into the cup of tea, for some reason, that just drives me crazy. So I found this delightful little accoutrement That's of this, cool. uh, this tiny little uh, kind of uh, a gentleman seeming to be in Asian uh, apparel. Oh,
4: so, cultural appropriation, racism.
2: Sitting on the edge of my cup, uh, and he's got a fishing pole, and you attach the tea bag and the string to the fishing pole, and it looks like he's just kind of fishing off the edge of your tea cup there. What's the cup name of Fuller of Racism? What's <laughs> What's the name of that little handy item? I my best friend. I don't know. I call him Steve. <laughs> Steve.
3: <laughs> I wish I could invent something like that. Whoever invented that's going to make a gazillion dollars.
2: It was only like clever. seventeen cents, so you got to make <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> How
3: would you make so much money? I built this little racist Asian dude to holds your tea out, He's out of the water.
2: Not racist. <laughs> And I don't own a cat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's Marshall Phillips
3: who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall?
0: I'm doing very well. We've got a celebrity birthday, my friends. The one, the only actor, singer, and drinker.
1: This is a mess.
0: David Hasselhoff, 66 years old today. There you go. He's like Elvis in Germany. (laughs) Star of Knight Rider, the original Baywatch, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, David Hasselhoff.
3: How many years ago was it that we played that uh, video
4: of him lying on the floor
3: with a cheeseburger and his daughter yeah.
4: yelling at him? Wasted eating a cheeseburger as his <laughs> daughter tries to inform him that he's a degenerate drunk. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> right. Dad. And he, and dad. He, and he, and he A.K.A. Said,
4: hitting bottom. And he said yeah. that line
3: right there, Yeah, this is a mess. This
0: a
4: mess. True dad. And he, he was right about that. <laughs> yeah. Did he sober up after that? Uh, I think so. Well, he's still alive, so I I would guess he's he's cleaned up to some extent.
3: I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, July 17th, year 2018. We're setting you straight in 21-8, Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
4: All right, then. Let's begin bringing you joy. Now, according to FCC rules and regulations, we begin at
2: Mark. I mean, you stood there like a little wet noodle, like a little uh, uh, fanboy. Wow. So
4: I understand. You know, All we need injected into this conversation is Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> said nobody.
3: <laughs> so I understand that's just a tiny portion of the Arnold Schwarzenegger clip. We've got much, much more Arnold. Oh
4: yes, please. I guess.
2: Yeah, because that's what everybody was hungering for. I wonder I mean, what Arnold said. like a little wet noodle, like a little. Uh, uh, Fanboy. Yeah. And
3: you know why Arnold's jumping into this? Oh, boy. Because Donald attacked his apprentice ratings. Oh, yes, and That's what this is oh, about. Oh, boy. Which is dumb. Oh, uh, what are other headlines, Marshall? Yeah, <laughs> well,
0: we got more Helsinki fallout. Elon Musk tweets cause Tesla's stock to drop. Ooh. And heat waves are bad for your brain. Coming up minutes from now.
4: My brain better look out. It's Boy, you, hotter than an oven lately. Yep.
0: When you called it the big stinking Helsinki, you really
3: nailed it. Nailed it. That's how it'll go down in history. There'll be entire books written about it with that title.
4: Or will it? Or will it? The controversy continues. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. I, I suggest we have a super bonus mailbag later to share people's reactions to the uh, Trump-Putin conference because they are extensive and wide-ranging. Yeah,
3: yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Armstrong and Getty
4: Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation.
2: The Armstrong
0: and Getty Show.
3: There's certainly some non-Helsinki stuff to talk about, including uh, kind of a tangent on we, we know more about um, how WikiLeaks and Goosifer got together and how that whole thing works. Kind of interesting. Also, completely unrelated. I liked this story yesterday. It was making the rounds. Every sexy bikini photo you see on Instagram or Twitter or whatever is oh yeah most likely fake. <clears throat> Almost fake everyone. In what way? The top sell. I didn't know this. The top selling paid app. The number one app that people would pay for last year was one of these Photoshop apps. Ah, um, it's only $4. For
2: that's like, revealing. For like
3: four bucks, you can slim yourself a little no bit, whiten intended. your teeth a little bit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> $4 for an app is like. $100 for something. you know that that's expensive in the app because here. of that
3: <laughs> that weird economics of apps but you can smooth out your skin 99 cents <laughs> <laughs> take a little yeah. off your belly and sure. and almost yes, please. And, all, and and once you have it who wouldn't do it i suppose and almost every hot chick you see in a bikini almost every single one has been altered yeah so don't compare yourself to those people yeah will make you
4: crazy they yeah. don't look like that either interesting all right so listen uh how do you feel about Maybe a 7 o'clock hour, the award-winning second hour of the Armstrong and Getty show, we, we sampled the extensive batch of emails we got on the Trump-Putin uh, big stinky in Helsinki.
3: Yeah, it's got to I mean, be
4: wide-ranging, interesting, insightful, as usual, from you folks. Uh, also, outrageous, verbally abusive, and stupid at times. but you know, what do you expect?
3: It's got to be wide ranging because I watched uh, I, w- I took in a lot of media yesterday because I wanted to see the opinions, and on Fox, they were certainly split. There were hosts oh, completely hosts back
4: in the president and hosts saying people need to
3: start resigning in the Trump administration.
4: right, right. Very revealing. I'm glad I've had a day to digest it and think about it all. Uh, you know i've I've come to a couple of insights that I didn't have yesterday, all though, right because I'm pretty slow. But right now, it's time for Mailbag. Uh, Patriotism, I'm sorry, our freedom-loving quote of the day uh, today is on the theme of patriotism from none other than uh, Samuel L. Clemens, Mark Twain, which, of course, uh, what the riverboat drivers would call out as they measured the depth of the water.
2: Mark on the twain!
4: Thank you. Little uh, riverboat theater there. (laughs) Starring Positive Sean. Patriotism is supporting your country all the time, and your government when it deserves it. Hmm. I've often said, I don't love the government, I love the Constitution, I love the country.
3: (coughs) And that's either Mark Twain, or Abe Lincoln,
4: or... Some 400-pound guy in his bed. Martin Luther King Jr., or made up by anyone. (coughs) Or he said half of it, not the other half, because somebody didn't think it was quite good enough, or it didn't, like, uh, indict Obama well enough, or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, First of all, a little, and and again, the hardcore political correspondents of the day are coming your way if you just can't get enough of that. First, though, this lovely note from Mark from Uganda slash San Ramon, California. Uh, He addresses the whole crew. Jets, just a little something from Uganda to say thanks for a great show that keeps me connected while I am on, on long business trips to Africa. Keep up the great work. Mark from Uganda, or do you say Uganda? slash San Ramon, and, um, and he included both. I'm hardly ever in Uganda for work. Not often enough. Our Ugandan station is uh, feeling the neglect. Uh, a, a couple of uh, packages of delicious, fresh Ugandan coffee. This one, Jack, uh, it's, a, it's a blend to enhance its deeper
2: tones.
3: How do you feel about I that? I was hoping for diamonds or rhino horns. That's the only thing I know about coming
2: from that part of the world. I've been working on a spec script where I take an improv troupe over there, and uh, we kind of perform called Uganda Be Kidding Me.
4: Wow, <laughs> wow, that's promising. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but... Now, Jack, this one is a coffee of its own rich, persistent, and wild with tones of chocolate and ripe fruits. Delightful at the end of a meal.
3: That's what I was looking for.
4: Yeah. And, and the feature gift from Mark... He warned me this was coming via email, ladies and gentlemen. Good on a burger. Good on a dog. Good on fried chicken. It's monkey gland sauce. Oh. 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 Oh, yeah. Do
3: they have to take the gland out Ooh. of the monkey? Does the monkey suffer or do you just squeeze them and it oozes out? Oh, boy. You there, collect
4: it in a dish. There are, there are a number of ways to get the gland sauce out of the monkey, Jack. Monkey gland sauce. Oh, yeah. Is that just an unfortunate translation or is that actually what it is? Store in a cool, dry place. Store far away from me. Or uh, put
3: it back in the monkey for safekeeping.
4: When it, com- <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to burgers and ribs, our monkey gland sauce is the clever choice. Its bouncy, robust flavor is bound to make you go bananas. But that's okay, because we know how good it is. It'll make you go bananas.
2: Some some good writing there.
4: (laughs) Yeah, right from the label there. Uh, Oh, boy. Uh, We suggest baste over pork, chicken, ostrich, wild game, or whatever you fancy. So long as there's meat, man must baste. With monkey gland sauce, of course. Get to the ingredients. Perfect for pan frying or braising. Contains no monkey gland.
3: Um, No monkeys were harmed.
4: Oh, oh oh my God! God. Uh, Ingredients: monkey (laughs) squeezes. Now let's see: Uh, water, sugar, tomato paste, fruit, uh, stabilizer. None of these things come from a monkey. Acidifier, reconstituted Worcester sauce, color, sulfur, something, MSG, spices. so So it's
3: just the name. It's got no monkey in it.
4: Preservatives. Some clever marketing rules. There appeared to be no monkey squeezins. I'd love to know the origin of that name. Why do they call it that? Why not, you know, d- 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 cow testicle d- goo or something? I mean, of course, that's, you know, kind of a thing in itself. But anyway, Giraffe Mark, eye sauce. Thank you so much, Mark. What a kind and thoughtful gift that is for all of us. There you
0: go. Well, the gentleman yield? No, I will not yield to this monkey. Gland. Or whatever this thing is. <laughs> this
4: is not a monkey. Gland. <laughs> Ah, and here's your prophetic dystopian quote of the day from George Orwell as passed along by Ian and Tijuana. Read a lot of George Orwell over the weekend for some reason. You know, I gotta go back to old George. At some point, I think I bought his collected works, or I was about to or something, but it's in a stack. In our age, there is no such thing as, quote, keeping out of politics. All issues are political issues, and politics itself is a mass of lies, evasions, folly, hatred, and schizophrenia. And so let that's me, about right let
3: me tell you it's a particularly important um coincidental I guess that I decided to read a bunch of Orwell over the weekend Orwellian can be two different terms uh one of it is the you know all inclusive watching everything you do state that like North Korea is and China is and the United States is becoming mm-hmm. um the other term Orwellian can mean is you 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 call uh, every situation as you see it, looking for the truth as opposed to what side it helps. That's an Orwellian way to look at the events of the day. Yeah, it's not
4: often used in
3: that no. way, but that was his thing. Right. Yeah, And uh, I think that's particularly good over the last 24 hours. Can you Can you separate yourself from you being a Republican or a conservative or a Trumpist or whatever, or you just hate Obama or whatever it is? And look at what Trump did, and decide whether or not you think that's a good idea.
4: Right. Some people can, and some people can't. Some people don't want
3: to. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, by the same token, can you separate yourself from your tribe and say that was very good with what he did? I, I'm in favor of that. This certainly seems to have helped the country. Yeah. A lot of people can't. Uh, let's see. How about the? Oh, we did that already. Ryan writes. Uh, here's a shower thought for you. No one drives faster than the sitting, driving in the left lane, slowing down traffic when you finally try to pass them on the right. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Which reminds me, I was uh, driving around the mountains, as I often do over the weekend, and uh, on one of these long, long mountain highways where you can't pass anybody for miles. And they have turnouts for slow traffic. If you, you you're carrying a load, you got a minivan full of kids, and you got cars lined up behind you. You turn out for like 15 seconds, let people pass. I do Everybody's that all hand. the time. Yep, anybody with any decency does. So we're driving around in the mountains uh, the other day, trying to come home, and uh, there's this uh, this van up ahead, like a minivan. By the by the time uh, it was, uh, we could finally get on the the super highway. She had 14 vehicles piled up behind her. 14, been following her for 17 miles. And I finally get next to her on the uh, aforementioned superhighway. I, I gotta see who this person is. And I'm not gonna talk much about the driver, but in the back window is my daughter is an honor student at such and such school. Well, sweetheart, the acorn did fall far from the tree, cause you are a selfish, clueless, mouth breathing, paste eating poo cameron! Idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Who do you think those signs are for, you stupid, stupid idiot?
3: (laughs) So, Marshall's got the news, and we'll get into various people's opinions. Did you hear what Newt Gingrich said? He always backs the president. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, Discussing throughout the morning with various experts, my very short take on this, on so my own personal opinion, it was awful what Trump did. I haven't changed my mind on that. The only thing out there is, there's, I'm not sure why he did it. That's still open to me. Was it uh, a combination of weakness and, and, and fawning, or something, or is it a strategy? That well, I don't see. Or is he compromised? Well, I guess there's three options. Oh, my. Oh, my. The dossier people, argument. A lot of people still believe it's that. He's compromised. Nah, something. I doubt
4: it. Uh, but uh, there are plenty of people who think that. Well, uh, but you may well come to the conclusion, ah, it's a strategy. But then you have to ask if it's a good one or well, not. Well, right. That's, a, that's why I think it's a bad strategy. So I stick with the, I
3: think it was terrible. I wish he hadn't done it.
4: But I would like to know whether it was a strategy or just like fawning weakness. Well, of course, our headline this morning is that Arnold Schwarzenegger has interjected, uh, injected himself (laughs) into the uh, discussion, which will surely elevate it and and bring everyone enlightenment. Yes, (laughs) right. How
3: various people reacted will be dropping in throughout the morning, whether people in the media, government officials,
4: uh, current and past. And it's an interesting mix, I'll tell you. And your reactions. And if you want to keep them coming, mailbag at armstrongagetty.com. Let's get to the news with Marshall Phillips.
0: Now, President Trump getting hammered by critics from both sides of the aisle after that extraordinary news conference with Russian President Putin at the end of their one-day meeting in Finland, at which Trump questioned U.S. intelligence agencies' unanimous finding that Russia interfered in the 2016 election, saying that Putin denied it, standing there next to putin trump saying i have great confidence in my intelligence people but uh i will tell you that president putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today What,
3: what the hell does that mean so your your husband says very strongly and loudly that he's not cheating on you. Okay, well, I guess he must not be cheating on me because he said it loudly and strongly. What the hell does that even mean? It's
4: just a Trump thing. It's a Trump thing. Well, what did they talk about behind closed doors for two hours? Right. Well, they said they talked about the, Ru- the Russian inquiry, the investigation at length. Probably, I would guess, Trump bitching about... How oh, it was a witch hunt. Well,
3: Putin, but I don't know. Putin said, "Was it with Chris Wallace or a different?" But I know Putin said at one point yesterday, he said, "I I told the president how awful it is that uh, that that they're doing this to him." Right. If he did, I'm sure Trump was you know loving that conversation. Yeah, oh boy! As they both sat there and talked about how awful it is that he's being treated this way. But they
4: divided very strongly. What does that mean? You know, I, I'm hesitating to jump into this now because we have Mike Lyons coming up yep. in a few minutes. We've got like a half hour worth of emails and discussion. We got three more hours of show. Uh, yeah, I think I have figured it out though. Okay, what he was driving at. Okay, uh, I don't. Joe it out. Th- Joe cracked the nut. Well, I don't know if it's a good idea or not, but He's I think Got down to the trying... monkey gland of the oh, issue. Boy. Oh boy, you got to squeeze the truth out of it.
0: John McCain giving one of the earliest and strongest statements, slamming Trump's performance, saying the president made a quote conscious choice to defend a tyrant and achieve quote one of the most disgraceful performances by an american president in memory tennessee republican bob corker the chairman of the senate foreign relations committee saying i just felt like the, the president's comments made us look as a nation more like a pushover senate minority leader chuck schumer saying in a news conference americans have never seen a president of the united states support an American adversary the way President Trump has supported President Putin, raising concerns about the possible
4: cause. A single ominous question now hangs over the White House. What could possibly cause President Trump to put the interests of Russia over those of the United States? Millions of Americans will continue to wonder if the only possible explanation for this dangerous behavior is the possibility that President Putin holds damaging information over President Trump. Inquiring minds want to know. Read if, the PP tape. If Chuck Schumer told me the sun was going to come up tomorrow morning, I'd get a second source. Yes, yeah, see? Nothing he says is
3: worth a damn. From most of the Dems, not all of them, because it, it was pretty objectionable. Um, or you certainly could understand why anyone would object to it, the way Trump handled it. But come on, all of a sudden you, you see Russia as the adversary of the United States. It's so funny you didn't see that. You didn't see it that way when Obama famously pants Obama... God, you can't follow me when I make up these various things. (laughs) When Obama famously (laughs) pantsed Romney during the debate by saying, hello, the 80s called they want their foreign policy back. When Mitt Romney said Russia was our greatest foe, everybody laughed at him. Oh, my God, look how out of touch Mitt Romney is. It's so embarrassing with his backward Mormon lifestyle. He thinks Russia's our foe. He was obviously right, and now all the Democrats are acting like, Obviously, Russia's our biggest foe. When did that change occur? I didn't right. follow that. Well, it's, uh, they're all hypocrites,
0: as it turns out, and liars. Well, one of so the, that bothers me a lot. One of the most stinging
2: rebukes of President Trump came from Arnold Schwarzenegger. President Trump, I just saw your press conference with President Putin, and it was embarrassing. I mean, you stood there like a little wet noodle, like a little uh, uh, fanboy. I mean, I was asking myself, when are you going to ask him for an autograph or for a selfie or something like that? (laughs) I mean, you've literally sold out at this press conference, our intelligence community, our justice system, and worst of all, our country. You're the president of the United States. You shouldn't do that.
3: What's the matter with you? What's the matter? Get get down now!
4: Get a a selfie or an autograph or them sorts of things. Well, if if there's anybody who knows anything about being embarrassing, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So he speaks with authority. That is all
3: because Trump mocked his ratings on The Apprentice. Everybody's got an agenda on these things. Now, Arnold Schwarzenegger is from Austria. You know, he's from uh, the part of the world where they have some uh, problems with aggressive Russians. And uh some of the some of the resistance by um uh, European leaders people like Arnold Schwarzenegger who 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 really understand what Russia's
4: capable of
3: they they might be seriously be bothered by it.
4: Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Looking forward to talking about the geopolitics and military reality with Mike Lyons in moments. There you go. That's
0: your news. I'm Marshall Phillips C. Armstrong the Getty show the conscience of the nation. I thought you would give him a back
3: rub or take off his shoes and socks and rub his feet and those
0: sorts of things.
4: Are you two dating now? <laughs>
3: Stop it! I thought you would give him the kiss on the neck and the rub his thighs and that sort of thing. (laughs) So Mike Lyons, who we love, (laughs) uh, next on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
4: The conscience of the nation.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. I have great confidence in my intelligence people, but uh, I will tell you that President Putin was extremely strong and powerful in his denial today. Whatever that means.
3: Uh, we thought it would be a good idea to talk to Mike Lyons, our uh, military expert on a variety of things. Um that i don't quite understand but he does
4: cbs news military analyst major mike lyons joins us Uh, mike how are you sir hey good morning guys great to be back with you so what was your and and likewise thank you what was your reaction to the controversial uh, press conference in helsinki
1: yesterday yeah he's dug himself a pretty fairly significant hole today that i'm not so sure he's going to be able to talk his way out of which is usually what he tries to do you know back things up and, and do other things i i think you're, going to see, you're already starting to see this serious uh, political response, the GOP response. Uh, you just can't attack the FBI on foreign soil like that in front of a Russian leader. There's just no more equivalency between us and, and Russia. Uh, you know, this Mueller report is so important right now. We've, he, he just confuses collusion with meddling, and he's just not able to kind of bifurcate those two main topics. Um, and he claims that uh, you know, they're, they're all kind of slimed into the same bucket there. Um, he's just given his political enemies a, a lot of uh, fodder to, to, to beat him over the head with today. And I think you're going to see a lot of pivoting to Supreme Court justices and other things. He's not going to want to talk about it, but uh, it, it, this could be a pivotal moment here in his presidency.
3: Well, that, that's that's the the politics of it is one thing. I'm, since you're a military expert, I'm kind of interested in this, because Trump supporters, people who are sticking with him even through yesterday, I mean, on him, those comments, are pointing out. Look, he may he may talk soft with Putin, but what he's actually doing is pretty tough. For instance, ten and a half billion dollar missile deal with Poland, uh, sending the anti tank armament to Ukraine, things that those countries had been asking for, things that made Russia very very angry that Obama didn't do. How about that angle?
1: No question. And and this now going forward, in particular, actions are going to speak louder than words. And we've also seen him flip a switch and go from nicest guy in the world to, you know, meanest guy in the room as well. I know the military perspective of this is still kind of cleaning up from what's going on with NATO. They were just concerned that he was going to give up NATO exercises, which were a, but a complete non-starter. Uh, you know, those have been going on for 30, 40 years at this point, and uh, that just doesn't make any sense at all. But uh, you're right, it's going to, you know, what he said to him in in, in in private, and what now happens going forward, I think it's going to be very important. And what what specifically um, we get from Russia if they stop meddling, if they if we get proof that they have backed off, we just have to see.
4: My theory is that uh, Trump went full on real estate salesman with Putin. He's just yeah. trying to build a relationship, backslapping, et cetera, et cetera, and that he will actually be credited with improving U.S. Russian relationships, which would be a hell of a deal. I think he has his substantial yet fragile fragile ego tied up in that. I don't think for a second, Putin's going to play along. And what I'm concerned about is some mm-hmm. sort of a cross-border ploy in Estonia or something like that, one of the Baltic states, just to see what uh, his old buddy President Trump does. Are you concerned about that at all?
1: Yeah, and I am. And I've talked to folks about that this morning as well. And, and those small countries that frankly shouldn't be in NATO, I, I think they create a, a problem. They create those kind of encumbrances that got us into World War I with uh, these alliances of, of, of defending these nations that are that, that aren't even, you know, the size of the state of Rhode Island in some cases. And, and, and it's, a, it's a real problem. You know, he, there was no expectations going into this. But to your point, as a classic real estate guy, he wants to create a market something, you know, create a deal, and do something out of it. And, and that I think is problematic when it comes to foreign policy, especially when you're dealing with Russia. He, he views Russia through one lens only: it's the 1,500 nukes they have, the fact that they are an existential threat. He brought that up time and time and again about trying to do the start talk again. You know, he feels you know, he's trying to kind of paint this Reagan-esque moment to it. The, is this, the situation is not the same. The world is much more complex. We get to we go to war on cyber every day with the Russians, with the Chinese, with the North Koreans. They get they get up every day. They got great you know running shoes. They're at it every day, banging. Away, not just that. That our politicians are banging away at our country, at, at our companies, and in and our, our democracy. Infrastructure and to too. That. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Uh, how Getting back to what I mentioned, the the you know the armaments we send to Ukraine and Poland. How big a deal is that? Is that is that nothing, or is that a fairly big deal?
1: Well, to, to Vladimir Putin, anything is a big deal that tips the balance against his enemies. But he now has to come up with a contingency to fight against it. I'm concerned about the the will of the Ukraines, uh, the Ukrainian people, um, in, in that. I think that Vladimir Putin has really worn them down with what happens, what's happened in Crimea and where he controls a portion of the land um, within uh, Crimea without and the politicians without having to own it, without having to occupy it, so to speak. You know, a- again, through, through Putin's eyes, too, it's geopolitical from a sense of real estate because that's all Russia has. It's 11 time zones. Uh, and it doesn't have warm water ports. It's, it's challenged in certain things. It doesn't have what the United States has—all the natural resources to our country, our great country, east, you know, east to west. And so, y- if you look at through his eyes, he, he's got to have—he's got to have the Ukraine to be this buffer between what could potentially be a, an onslaught from from the west.
3: Well, to stand up for the portion of our crowd that agrees with Rand Paul, for instance, we're going to play some Rand Paul coming up here in a little bit. The, the "stay out of it" crowd—is um, uh-huh. that our problem? Or is it something Europe should be more worried about? Stop buying gas from them, and uh, you know, pay your NATO dues if it matters so much.
1: So, if you look at again through his eyes, you, it, Russia wants to be the dominant power in in Europe and Asia. With Russia, the Chinese, and let's put the Iranians in the table there now because they they have the capability. Um, and from, from an economic perspective from the brain power perspective they have the capability to be that hegemonic power there Russia feels that they they want to run that and then that would leak over let's say into uh, the rest of Europe the rest of Europe is still you know they're kind of they're, they're kind of trapped in time and they're, they're trapped in time supporting a welfare state and paying for it that has been going on for 30-40 years right now That's just only going to get worse as the population ages and, and the young people can't support it look at com- countries like Spain with the unemployment they have with the young people there so the europeans right now would rather fund the welfare state than defend their nations and at some point there's gonna you have to pay the piper for that
4: so listen and if you don't want to go here don't go here mike, major mike lyons on the line um, just in terms of your overall impression of the trump press conference and what you took away is something nefarious uh, going on something evil and threatening to the empire or just a questionable strategy
1: yeah, no, I, I look at my lens always from a military perspective, and I when he does things like that, I sit there and say, okay, now how are we going to defend you know, the, the land on the ground if the Russians do decide to invade if NATO doesn't plode? I, I think, um, you know, I've also seen Donald Trump in action for 30 years here in New York City, the ups and downs and how he talks. and. And sometimes he's been able to talk his way out of it. I'm not sure how he's going to talk his way out of the one that he did yesterday. And if they have something on him, let's go get it out. Let's just not, you know, there's, there's no question. This Mueller investigation. has got to get his results out. Uh, if there was any campaign uh, official from the Trump organization that was involved with colluding, let's get it out there. Uh, and if not, then let's get, let's move on with it.
4: Major Mike Lyons, CBS News military analyst. Mike, thanks a million.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Good to talk to you.
4: So, listen, a couple of things. For, first of all, um, the left has been conflating, combining the collusion and the meddling as one thing. Every time they mention the Russian investigation, they hint that it's about collusion when that's a very small part of it or that and, is will we'll
3: bear no fruit or that is what they're talking about.
4: Well, right, that's, right.
3: That's the story.
4: So, yeah. Now, Trump evidently either can't or won't separate the two, even though anybody with half a brain understands how they are separate. Um, well, connected in some way, but substantially separate. Um, and and the fact that he can't make that division or won't makes me crazy.
3: But, well, one yeah. absolutely happened. The other one is an open question, and there's no evidence of.
4: That's that's quite a division. Right, right, right. And, and and old what's his name Papadopoulos is proof of nothing. It's proof of a dumbass drunk who's trying to get laid anyway uh, and talking big in a bar anyway. Um, but the other thing is, I think Trump is really trying to to. Play to his strengths as a backslapper and a handshaker and a golf player and a deal maker, and he's an egomaniac and he thinks better relations with Russia Russia would be a huge achievement. The problem is, like the last two presidents before him, and and I hope he proves me wrong, he is grossly underestimating Vladimir Putin, who will mercilessly, unendingly pursue uh, his country's self interest and his own self interest at all costs and at all times there is no deal with Putin Trump's an interesting sort of
3: egomani egomaniac uh alpha male if you're willing to let somebody stand there and lie to you and then act like you believe it in front of the
4: world that's not usually what egomaniac alpha males are willing to do unless you've tied your entire identity and ego up with I'm the guy who makes deals giant deals important deals Okay, well, that's not the way the world's looking at you right now.
3: Well, it'll be interesting to see what he says today. Uh, we'll go through some people's opinions left and right, including Rand Paul's, of what happened yesterday. And Coming yours. Up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.